Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, March 25th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. Good morning, Tom. Carl, it's a big day. Joe Biden's having his press conference later this afternoon. Um, we will certainly talk about that on tomorrow's full-length uh, audio-only podcast. But let's talk about the other news that, that happened uh, yesterday, which is that Biden appointed Kamala Harris to handle the efforts uh, at the border, the migrant surge that's going on at the border. What do you make of this decision? And and is this, uh, you know, is this good for her? Is this bad for her? Is she getting hung out to dry? Is she going to be able to solve the problem? What? Well, I had the, I had I had two reactions to it. One of them you just alluded to. I thought, you know, if I'm Kamala Harris, oh, thanks him, thanks a lot, pal. Here, here's a crap sandwich for your <laughs> first warm spit. Yeah, your first visible thing. I mean, uh, on you know, look, it's a tough problem. There's no easy solutions, and it's a difficult problem. But but that that was the first thing I thought of. Wow, that's that's a tough one. But the second thing I I the contrast was interesting to me with President Trump because if you remember a year ago, President Trump announced this coronavirus White Horse, White House task force and put Mike Pence in charge of it. Um, and Pence, we forget this, but in, a, you know, I forget how it was a week, two weeks, he was doing pretty well. You know, he was getting, the governors liked it. He was keeping everybody informed. Uh, and the, the, the shows, the, the briefing started getting good ratings. And then we know what happened. Trump, you know, th- this guy came to the White House directly from uh, reality television. He was the star. He's not going to let another guy get ratings. So he took over the briefings and, um, as they used to say in Hollywood, hijinks ensued. So, so, <laughs> is, so, so, so I don't, well, wait, wait, so I don't think Biden's going to do that though. I, it, and he made a point. He said, you know, she doesn't have to check with me. She speaks for me. And I thought that was an interesting moment. You know, I covered the White House for 15 years. Tom, that's a, that's a new, a new high point in the evolution of that office, which used to be worthless. And now here's, Here's a guy sort of delegating, basically giving her proxy. It was a very interesting moment, I thought. So the choice was slammed by Republicans, including Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, who called it uh, the choosing of Harris the, quote, worst, uh, the worst choice that he could have made, um, pointing to uh, past statements she's made during the Democratic primary about her stance on on illegal immigration and providing benefits, yada, yada, yada. So is she the proper person? I mean, is she the right person? I mean, people criticized Mike Pence for, you know, he's not a, he's, he's not a virologist. He was not a doctor. What, what experience does Kamala Harris have uh, that's going to, that gives her the authority to, to handle this crisis? Well, she doesn't have to be an expert on immigration, Tom. She has to have the president's Imprimatur, and and he already said she does. I, yeah, I don't think that's much of a criticism. I mean, look, vice presidents say all kinds of things. Uh, George H. W. Bush was uh, pro life on a uh, pro pro choice on abortion until the day Ronald Reagan named him running mate, and then he was pro life. I mean, you know, the, there's some things that go with that job, and. You know, yeah, but thank if Biden goodness, says I, look, she can I speak work, for herself, she's speaking for me. Tom, I she has in, maybe different different points of view than he does. Is that well, an issue? Tom, I work in a place. I'm fortunate enough to work in a place where say I don't have to root for the Seattle Seahawks because you do. Right? <laughs> and I don't. But Kamala Harris, if you know, the vice president has to do what the president says. But he's now set. So he, you know, there, there's going to be big decisions that are have to be made in the Oval Office. And he's going to be part of that. But in the day-to-day running of this crisis, he's got confidence in her. I, 
yeah, look, I don't know if she's the right person, but she's she's the person he picked for vice president. And, you know, I think I don't think anything she said until now matters. I think what she says from this point forward is what matters. All right. Well, just for the record, you do have to root for the Seattle Seahawks moving <laughs> forward. And if you don't, there will be a penalty. Right, uh, let's switch gears and talk about uh, another piece of news, Carl, which was Andrew Cuomo. Uh, reports came out showing that he, in fact, gave preferential COVID testing priority to his mom, his sister, and his brother, uh, Chris Cuomo, at CNN. CNN released a statement saying, you know, that Chris Cuomo was worried and turned to whomever he could for help, as any human being would. And obviously, that uh, that statement did not go over well with some people. Um, one one wag on Twitter said it was the you know the sort of official version of "Do you know who I am?" Um, so what do we make of this? I mean, Chris, the the Andrew Cuomo situation just keeps getting worse and worse and worse on multiple levels. You know, Tom, I read those stories, and I. I I don't think it's quite the scandals some people did. Remember, we're not talking about vaccines. We're talking about tests. Right. And this country was was slow to produce tests. And it was slow to produce tests because the CDC made a, 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 seri- a cascading series of failures. They, they designed a, too complicated a test. Uh, they wouldn't let other labs develop tests. Their test was compromised because the lab wasn't clean. We were months behind. I, I just... I. This is my own view: is that people were getting tests. They were they were worried all over this country. They were doing what they could to get tests. I, I just think that that, given the scheme of things, the sexual harassment and the most serious thing by far, the hiding of the of the deaths in the nursing homes. I, I really think this is. It almost struck me as piling on a little bit since we're using football analogies. <laughs> to- <laughs> yeah, but look, look, I, and I generally agree with you. Obviously, the the nursing home deaths are the the true real outrage here. Um, but this is, and you mentioned, I mean, the tests at that point, when this happened in March of 2020, the tests were in, uh, in real demand. There were not many of them. And so that I think is what makes it, it's not like, you know, he used, uh, his, his power as governor to give preferential treatment to his family. And that's obviously something that while it's not, you know, it's not the, the biggest deal ever, it certainly just goes, it, 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 it is a bit of piling on in the sense that it adds another data point to the idea that, that Andrew Cuomo um, was not the hero that everybody thought he was, was not the great leader that everybody thought he was on the issue of COVID. In fact, uh, a lot of what we've seen revealed since then shows that he's the exact opposite of that. In fact, he was, you know, his behavior throughout this situation has been um, in some ways reprehensible in the way that he's handled it in the aftermath. So just another data point for, uh, for Andrew Cuomo, Carl. Well, do you think his publisher, his book publisher, which he proclaimed in October, how he defeated the virus, uh, do you think they want their advance back? Is that what you're getting to? <laughs> no, I think he's going to sign up to write another book <laughs> on on how to handle PR crises. Uh, because hey, pal, if he withstands this and serves out the, his full third term, he should write a book on how should. to Actually. On public relations crisis I don't think it's going to happen, Carl. All right, let's leave it there. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief for RCP, and this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, March 25th, 2021.